911, what's the nature of your emergency? Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton. And in today's episode, I'm going to share with you a very candid conversation that I had with a man who, yes, if you're looking at it, his skin was black and mine was white. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. There is so much happening in the world right now. And it is my hope that as you listen to this, that you are safe, you are well, you are staying vigilant, you are staying protected, and that you know that no matter how hard this is right now, that it will not last forever. In the midst of all of this, Clint and I are having a huge renovation done at our house. And the crew is my dad's crew. Um, I hired my dad's construction company to do this room addition for us. And anytime that I can, I love to just go out there and to get my hands dirty with them. And when I'm not helping, I like to just sit there and learn and just take in everything that they're doing. And on this particular morning, a few days ago, my dad was not yet there, but the entire crew was. And my heart was really heavy just listening to everything happening in the world. So heavy to the extent that I had to take a time out from social media. I have not had the news on. My poor husband has worked close to 100 hours in seven days, and we're just exhausted. I know for you, it's probably the same thing. There's so much unexpected and then so much fear that's being caused as a byproduct that it's just tiring no matter who you are, what profession you work in, or what color your skin is. And so it was a nice morning. And I decided to just sit down and watch the guys as they started to unpack all their tools and they're actually framing up everything right now. And I'm watching my little brother delegate all the work and it makes me so proud to see how great he's gotten at his craft. And as I'm watching them work, I notice that, and yes, I notice that one of the crew members is black. Why had I not noticed this before? Well, for somebody like me, I don't look at a crowd of people and identify the color of their skin. You see, for me, when I look at a crowd of people, I look at what they're doing. I pay attention to a great deal of nonverbal body cues. I pay attention to the things they say, the way that they act. And before I noticed and recognized that this guy was black, I was noticing how much better he's getting at learning the skills of something as simple as measuring a piece of wood. He's a helper. He's new at this. And that was the first thing that I noticed. And I've known him for maybe six months or so. And they're bantering as men do. And when he got quiet, I asked him if I can ask a super vulnerable question. And as soon as I did that, all the hammering stopped. Everything got quiet. And there were all eyes on me. And he looked at me and he said, of course you can, Ashley. So I said, Eric, in this group of us right now, do you see us as being white? And do you think that we look at you as being black? And he said, fuck no. And he said, Ashley, let me tell you something. Anybody who is of color and who is in any congregation of people 
If they ever say that there is a problem or a distinction between the colors, it's because they lack self-confidence. And that blew my mind. I let him continue to talk, but as I'm listening, I started to just reflect on the fact that that applies to all of us. Where Clint and I live here in Southern California, he and I are the minorities. We have a large Hispanic population, a large Asian population, and when it comes to Caucasians, we are pretty down low on the list. And in saying that, every time we go out somewhere, when we go to the grocery store, when we go and, I don't know, we're just traveling around anywhere, There has not been a single time where I acknowledge that I am of a different race than the people around me. And I stopped for a second because I never considered the fact that it had everything to do with my confidence level and not necessarily the color of anybody's skin. And so I asked Eric to to just explain a little bit more to me. What do you mean by that? And he said, Ashley, I grew up in the same way that you did. We live in a country where we are all privileged. It's not you having a white privilege. It's not me having a lack of black privilege. We are all given the same opportunity. We're allowed to go to school. We're allowed to choose our professions. And yet some people, regardless of the color of their skin, they choose otherwise. Maybe they choose crime. Maybe they don't continue their education. Or maybe they're like me and they decide to get side jobs, and to just get by. And right now, he's doing the best that he can. What more can you ask of someone? He said, Ashley, I've never experienced any of what's going on right now, for me personally. And I think that's because of my own confidence level. I don't show up in the world, waking up each day, pondering on the fact that I'm waking up as a black man. No, instead, I wake up each day, pondering and reflecting on the fact that I am capable, and that I have a lot of value to contribute to the world. And it's only when you put yourself in a situation and a mentality to where you start to feel inferior towards other people. As you sit there, what are your thoughts on that? Regardless of the color of your own skin, I'm super curious. Have you ever shown up in a crowd and racially profiled just because. Is that a a natural nuance for people to just show up and to recognize the color of your skin? Now, when we think back on that ridiculous video, we've all seen it probably several times, and you see an officer and you see George Floyd underneath the officer's knee. Never once did myself nor anybody that I've asked looked at that video and said, wow, there's a white man placing a white officer, placing his knee on the back of a black man's neck, and then we know that he thereafter dies. No, instead, we see a very bad officer, not a very bad white officer, who is going against anything that he was ever taught. There is no department that teaches techniques such as this. And the officers standing around, mind you, two of them, I actually heard, were only on the job for four days. There was fear in their eyes. As you're looking at the officer, there's that moment in the video where he stares straight into the camera, soulless. 
you can tell that there is something very, very wrong with the ego, the mentality, the technique, the training of that officer. Everybody agrees that officer did wrong. But the point I'm trying to make here is that in no way do normal people or people who don't see color see that video and see a a distinction based on race. No, instead we see a bad officer and a man that should not have died under the knee of that bad officer. And maybe you've seen that post where it says nobody hates bad officers more than good officers. It's completely true because everybody I've talked to feels the same way. And you see these, quote, protests and they've turned into these riots. And yet they're saying that they're fighting for justice. They want justice for George Floyd. Well, justice took place a long time ago. It took place when the officer and officers were arrested. So what justice are we talking about now? And then it turns into a racial ploy. This was not about race. This was never about race. I read that a quarter of a million doctors kill their patients every single year. A quarter of a million. Should we go and pick that apart and see what color all those patients were? No. Why don't we do that? Because it means that there were doctors who made mistakes, some ill-intended perhaps, but a majority of them, I would venture to say, they simply made a mistake based on human nature. Lack of training, maybe the stress from the job. There are a lot of reasons why people make mistakes in their professions. But just because this was caught on video and it's being publicized immensely on the media, I believe that we're conditioning society to believe that this is about race. Well, why can't we do the same thing with every other profession, with every other death? I think it's a shame. If I was in charge, I would say, let's pause media, period. Let's take off all the coverage. I mean, honestly, what is the point? What if we just lived our lives and we got curious and we started to take in information based on what we see and what we're learning on a day-to-day basis? What if we started to go next door and talk to our neighbors and started asking questions? What if we were allowed to be curious again? What if we were allowed to make decisions of our own instead of them being posed upon us by the media? Could you imagine what a different world we would live in? A different world if we could go to work and just do our jobs? Go home and enjoy our family? And not have to be so so tangled up in this chaotic mind based on everything that we're experiencing around us. Hate to tell you this, but it's not likely that the media is going to disappear. It's all about money. Huge revenue storm. Could you imagine? Could you imagine how much revenue is being brought in because of all of the publicity surrounding this? It's incredible. But what I do personally is I limit my exposure to it. If I'm noticing feed, and and mind you, this is a, a great tip. If you're on your social media feed and you start to interact and engage with those types of negative posts, guess what? 
the Facebook algorithm is going to show you more of those like posts. So if ever I see something like that and I am online, I just scroll right past it. If there's a link and you open it up, Facebook recognizes that, and it's going to show you more of those same links. And if you're to the point to where you start to see that in abundance, just get off of it. Get off of social media. What would happen if you went and walked around outside, went to go play with your kids, take care of all those things around the house that we were supposed to do a long time ago? Yes, we can get rid of social media. We can get rid of the media as a whole by not accessing it, by not exposing ourselves to it. And I think right now more than ever, it's so important for us to get curious and for us to ask those hard questions. It took a lot of balls for me to sit there and ask a man the, the fact that I was deliberately pointing him out as a black man because I've never done that before, because I don't see the world in color. I judge you based on your performance, based on your integrity, how you show up in the world, not the color of the skin that you're wearing as you show up into the world. Nobody cares about that. There are very few people that are actual like radical racists who, racists who do care about that sort of thing. And we know that. We all know that. And yet the media is trying to tell us otherwise. So I'm just going to end this on this note. Know that it's okay for you to stop back, for you to step back, rather, and for you to make your own decisions about the things that you see that are really going on in the world. 